This episode of Truth in This Art is a special edition, a partnership with the fine folks at 410 Lofts. 410 Lofts is a mixed-use housing community in the heart of the Bromo Tower Arts and Entertainment District. I'll be speaking with some of the creatives that reside in 410 Lofts. So for more information, please visit 410lofts.com. And now, on to your podcast. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am interviewing here at the lovely 410 Lofts. This is um, the recording studio here, one of the recording studios, one of what, two, I think? Uh, and I'm interviewing an artist originally from uh, Long Island, New York, who moved to Baltimore to pursue an, F an MFA in community art and work within communities within Baltimore. Please welcome Joshua Olson. Hey, Rob. Howdy. <laughs> nice, to, nice to be here. Yeah. Um, so, so thank you for, for hopping on here. And um, we're going we're gonna to talk about some art. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about um, maybe 410 Lofts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, give us that rundown, your, your creative background, kind of like that elevator speech style thing. So, so what's your creative background and describe like your, your art practice? Because I was vague purposely. <laughs> you, oh, you're vague. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so really, it, I haven't really been taking, I've only been taking art seriously like in the past like five, six years maybe. Um, so I started studying art at a community college and um, I was doing uh, computer, computer art and animation. And, um, and then I went from there to uh, a SUNY school in New York and um, doing a, I did a BFA in um, visual art. And then, then I uh, quickly went to or immediately after went to um, applied for MFAs. So basically, all I applied to like fifteen, and then um, and ended up in at MICA here in Baltimore. So that's that's the story of how you came from the lovely state of New York to the lovely city of. Uh, yeah, Baltimore. that's why I came here. Yeah. So, um, so you grew up in in New York. Um, what were some of your earliest memories related to art? Maybe. It may have been like, oh, I really like this art in this this magazine, this, uh, or I like the cinematography in this movie. What was something that like, maybe from your childhood that popped for you that said, you know, I wonder how do you make that, or from a creative standpoint? Some of my inspirations when it comes to art is is like people who I learn about and have seen kind of more recently, like um, like Cause or Roy Lichtenstein, yeah. um, uh, uh, Fabiana Rodriguez is, is she's not as famous as them, but um, and then some professors that I had, uh, Fred Fleischer uh, here at, in Baltimore, um, Paula Phillips and Ken Kraftcheck. Um, but who I remember, like, I, I don't really know if there was people who I admired growing up. Um, besides, like, uh, I just I didn't really do art that much when I was growing up. I kind of just did cartoons here and there. Like I, yeah. I doodled. I, I took cartooning in high school, but I didn't. Um, there was pretty much a gap between high school and then uh, studying it in college um, yeah. of really pursuing art and taking it as like a career and, and, and moving kind of deeply in it. And, and um, what you were describing is kind of like a little similar to what what mine's was like. I, I kind of got started earlier, but mm -hmm. um, I, but I've kind of moved from, from piece to piece. So when I was a kid, it was like, 
I want to draw this. I like cartoons. I'm going to start drawing cartoons and doodling in class and drawing. And actually, at one point, I did a comic. Um, like, and a teacher became aware of my comic. She's like, oh, yeah, we need to cultivate this. Let's get it printed out. Let's give it to all the other students. I was like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, and it kind of shifted to different mediums over the time. But really, I'll say, for me, that first kind of like source was probably like uh, maybe Wizard Magazine and just kind of being into the comics that were there. And it's like, how can I do what they're doing? Mm -hmm. And it was just something that I love. And that's what it kind of came out of, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I drew um, cartoons like, like in, in a comic sense, too. And that's kind of what uh, like people knew me that I drew and then I drew well, but I didn't, uh, but basically it's kind of the same thing. Like one of my, um, teachers who, uh, was the, um, editorial editor for the, uh, student newspaper sure. saw my drawings that I brought in and then, um, was like, oh, you have to draw for us. Like she didn't give me a choice. So you have to draw for us. <laughs> and then, um, and then at that point I was pursuing, like I was pursuing, uh, being a police officer. Yeah. And then, um, but at that point, well, okay. I, I, I did that. I did the cartoons for that newspaper and then she, she submitted them to, um, to Long Island media awards yeah. where it's like, uh, you're up against, I guess, professionals like Newsday, like actual newspapers and stuff like that. And then I, I won two years in a row. And, um, so then that kind of gave me like, I, I guess some validity to my art to yeah. uh, pursue that. And then, um, can, I guess when the, the police worked and, uh, work out, then I just move forward with MFA and was like, okay, I'm just going to do this and not, you know, look back basically. I was informed by, uh, sending out that little mail kit, like draw this dog and, and send it out in the mail. We'll tell you if you're good or not. That was literally <laughs> what happened for me. You're popping up in like getting, getting in, in like awards and like things beating out major people or what have you. You're like, eh, you know, let's see if this cop thing works out. <laughs> you, you fell back on it a little bit, which I, I kind of like. Um, so can you give me a look into your creative process? What does that look like? And like, how do you typically like start off a project, uh, start off a piece? And do you see it? And I know it's three questions really in this one, but do you see kind of that finished like image when you start? So mm -hmm. t tell me a little bit more about your process. Yeah. So my, um, so I definitely, I, I definitely, I feel like I have two different types of art where I have like my community art, that I do with in collaborative or working with people or working with intentions of it being like, like public art or street art. And then I'll have like my studio art, um, through these will take the form of like, uh, murals and, and, um, mainly for the uh, community part. And then also, uh, paintings, um, uh, animation and, and drawing is just an aspect of all of it. Yeah. And, um, and I definitely, I definitely do a whole bunch of like a whole lot, a lot of planning before, or while I'm thinking about the next topic or or like a, like a theme across a few different projects. Um, and I, I basically how I would do an animation, like like a storyboard and like the whole like thinking it out really indefinitely, is kind of even how I would do a painting. So I like make a little. Um, a thumbnail sketch and make it a little bit bigger play around with colors and yeah. so I definitely see the finish before I before I finish before I uh, end it and um, and and sometimes of course there'll be like things in the moment that change like um, either I'll add it or subtract something or, or um, you know there'll always be like in the moment changes but for the most part probably like 80 something percent I know how it's going to look usually yeah I've 
that's that's how I do some podcasts sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. like I do this one, and I have like questions, but sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna go left. I'm gonna see what this person's gonna say. It's like I'm gonna troll this person <laughs> in the podcast, or but there are other instances where it's fully improv. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, we have some stories we're gonna review, but literally. I'm going to try to get as much humor out of this one particular story as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to to adapt. So what, what you're describing is like you're able to have an idea, kind of stick to a structure, but give yourself like a little bit of like bandwidth. If you want to like maybe freak something, it's like, oh, I'm going to change this a little bit. Or I don't like that color. This isn't working the way that I would like. You're able to pivot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, as uh, usually with any well, well with any legal street art, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have a plan out anyway to show the person who owns the building or the yeah. city or something like that. But um, I guess illegal, you don't really need to do that. But <laughs> I mean, don't don't let me get into like any like street art stuff. It's just going to be very inappropriate things on big walls. It's like, huh. Didn't know there was going to be someone's kneecaps there. What is this speaking to? Like, <laughs> uh, so, so I read that you transitioned um, in, in terms of what you were doing and your kind of professional outlook on things from a forced, militant, militant more structured thinking to more open uh, awareness and uh, creative thinking. So speak more on that, that, that transition, that change. Um, yeah, so, so uh, in that, that gap that I spoke of, like in between... Um, uh, High school, doing some cartoons, and then college, actually um, work, actually like pursuing art and and trying to get better and studying it, um, was like my. I'd had a, a bunch of work experience, and I had uh, I joined the military, had military experience, and then that's kind of I think where the cop thing ambition came from. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I was definitely involved, like involved, like around or or in a forced structure a forced uh um like hierarchical structure like i'm do this because i said so i'm right because i'm a rank higher than you you know like like there's no wiggle room there's no uh um openness or 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 it's just very very structural very very uh is regimented in many ways and yeah absolutely yeah and like i'm speaking as the son of a marine so <laughs> it's kind of like oh you want to do art nah you're getting it before it's like mm-hmm. excuse me like what, what are we doing yeah <laughs> because i said so i was like oh <laughs> thanks uh <laughs> yeah so i i don't know if the i, I think the like awareness and op- i think some of that comes with a personality trait like i i was never I never, th- I did it. I did my job well, but I didn't. I wasn't like happy doing it. You know, like I didn't thrive in that environment. But, um, but, but I think some of that stuff that you said is sort of like personality, like openness or open-mindedness. I feel like it could be more traced back to personality trait mm-hmm. as well as awareness too. But I think some of the awareness came from the um, experience in the military. Like, for example, I would. Um, Things that I see in the military, hierarchical structures and 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 um, and uh, some people call it like white supremacy type of type of characteristics. Sure. Um, I I don't know if that's the right name, but uh, are you familiar? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I see now out in the world, you know, in jobs, in, in even in nonprofits that are very progressive. But you see that that structure, and it's it's just it has to do with like you know corporatizing or has to do with um uh 
I guess in a sense, cap, but cap, I was going to say capitalism, but like chasing money, like writing grants and yeah. being very formal and structural. So, um, so I've just seen that like throughout in, in all, in, in many aspects of life. But, um, yeah, I think I see what you're saying where you, you become aware of like what you, the system that you're kind of in and yeah. you're around and it's, it's baked in everywhere. Mm -hmm. Higher ed is baked in. And, oh yeah. School. You know, cause that's, that's so much in school. Yeah. That's the field that I'm in and I see it and it's this kind of like moralizing thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. mm, people are people. That's a human response you're describing. No, yeah, you, yeah. you gotta be smarter than that. I was mm -hmm. like, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think, so I don't know if the, like, the openness and awareness and, and, and creativity came from studying art, mm -hmm. but it was just, or it, I mean, I'm sure some of it did, but I think it came from just experiences and as well as like, um, just college in general. Like yeah. I think exposure to different things create, um, you know, people who don't want that structured type of life or, um, um, as well as other individuals that, you know, I have that were like that also who have similar personality traits or who are artists themselves. Yeah. That's, I think that's le legit, and I think it's hard to be an artist in like a city like like this. Baltimore is over sixty percent, you know, African American. So those things start sticking out when if it's like if you're not aware, you're not open to being in different environments around different communities and so on. It's going to show like, mm -hmm. immediately because your colleagues and so on are from large swath of of different communities. So yeah, I think um, actually even touching on that, just showing like that transition, like going from being in like in the military, or what have you, to like pursuing art. People are like, what? Why? Huh? Yeah, Something yeah. happened? You know? <laughs> and, and and that's one of those things I think um, mm -hmm. that's important to really share. So thank you for sharing that. Actually, yeah. Um, so let's let's start talking talking about um, things that are in your studio or your working environment, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the questions start to get weird, so I hope you're prepared. Uh, is there something that you cannot live, is there something you cannot, is there something you always have to have in a studio or in your work environment? This question is written so weirdly. Um, and be, it, besides my materials, right? Yeah, I was about to say, no. don't, be, don't be a dick and say, I need a paintbrush. It's like, <laughs> like what? But like, is it music? Is it something outside of the actual work that helps you like, like almost like a totem in a way that helps you like, I feel good. I feel good that I can do my stuff. I feel confident doing my stuff right now. Yeah. Um, music and podcasts and, and audiobooks definitely make it way more enjoy enjoyable. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I might need a mug. That mug. was your point. To, that was your spot to plug into your own podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Truth in this art with Rob Lee every week. Uh, that sounded so douchey. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that definitely helps. Um, I think it, it, it's not, I think there's times where I won't use anything, where I need to like, uh, for example, if I'm like drawing, if I'm doing an animation, I'm trying to figure out um, movement and poses and stuff like that, I kind of need silence. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm trying to do yeah. a form or something, yeah. I, but if I'm just on the, just going and I'm going to say coloring, but painting or, you know, just worrying about color now or, or something where I feel like it's less strenuous on, on the thinking part than, then I need, then I would like, uh, uh, like music and stuff. But there's, there's a couple of things in my studio that I, um, definitely carry. I, I always bring to all my studios and it's like things that people have given me and it's like, um, not even like, it's not like, 
valuable things, but it's like a, a poster that my, uh, my professor gave me. It was like his own poster. It says, it says um, his, his like uh, art name is High Octane, so it's High Octane's Key for Success, and then at the bottom it says Keep Your Shit Together. Yeah. And um, and then another another thing is just like a little a little heart that uh, a girl I was seeing in college um, made out of like a a pipe cleaner. Yeah. And so it could easily be destroyed, but I just, you know, move those around. And then another's like a drawing that, um, like a, a three-year-old gave me or one of my students gave me. Yeah. Um, uh, I have, well, I have one from one of my students, but it's still at the nonprofit I need to pick up, but things like that, I like to always bring with me. And I feel like that gives me, uh, I guess, you know, energy or, or keeps me in, you know, keeps me happy in that space, you know? No, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, my my home podcasting situation it's all of my creative stuff is in there so i converted my second bedroom in my house to like the studio so I have like all of my Funko Pops in there because I'm a child. Uh, I have like just just different things that if uh, one could look at almost like it's an altar, it's almost like a creative yeah, altar, yeah. and it's like I elicit something from it. It might be looking at an old press clipping of something I was doing, or it might be um, just looking at like a, a book that I like, and it's very much me that's there. So it kind of gives me that energy creatively to kind of keep it rocking. Yeah. Uh, so. This is the last question I have before I get to before I get to uh, rapid fire questions. See, you haven't heard these yet. <laughs> uh, so, tell us about an experience. Tell us how your experience has been being an artist and an educator. Because you touched on like that as you know, you had the uh, one of your students, right? Mm-hmm. So, so touch on that um, and how that's been in Baltimore, being an artist and being an educator in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my a lot of things I've did was before. Like I, I only moved here. Uh, last May, so a couple months ago. Sure. And, um, but I was working online because this was during uh, COVID, so I was doing a lot of stuff online also in Baltimore. And, um, and so, but a lot of stuff I did was in New York, and then uh, I, would I, would I use that stuff to, like, like awards and, and just my work in general to, I guess, apply to grad schools and stuff like that. And then, so then here um, is when I, I, well, my degree, my program is community art. So here is when I started working with communities and working with um, with youth in the communities. And, and uh, so I worked at this nonprofit and uh, I was like the art teacher for, um, for middle schoolers. And so we did a bunch of art projects, but we'd also collaborate on murals together where I would like treat them as like artists, you know, as yeah. like um, artists working together, collaboration and, and figuring out what they want to contribute to the mural. Uh, you know, I don't, I didn't want to just um, draw something and be like, hey guys, go paint this on the wall. You know, like I wanted it to be theirs as well. Yeah. And um, and so I, I, so far, and I, I don't see it changing. I had a really good experience here in Baltimore. Um, my community, like my cohort in uh, at MICA and people at the nonprofit and, and in 410 Loft too, um, it, it's really uh, it's really a good community to be around as a creative, as a, as an artist. Um, and it seems like it just seems like Baltimore's so progressive and and super uh, invested in the community art scene and and just art scene in general. Um, where New York is, I, I, I compare the two. Like New York's very more studio based and and uh, uh, Baltimore's more community, more community, and I'm, I'm, I have both in me, um, but I like what I'm doing here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy it so far. I enjoy my the space here in Fort Ten Lofts. Um, I, I feel like they try to um, get us involved and and keep 
I guess the more, more uh, the morale up and but yeah, so far so good. <laughs> In conclusion, yeah, absolutely, and and thank you. Uh, so, rapid fire. I have some rapid fire questions for you, and then we'll get into like you know social media where they can find you and all that good stuff to learn more about your work and all. Um, so rapid fire. These are essentially questions that you don't have to provide any context for. It's like the answer is the answer. Um, an example might be, "What's your favorite movie?" And it's like, "That's my favorite movie. I don't need to say anything else." Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite color to work with? Purple. Okay, that's that's kind of kind of risky to say that here in Ravens Country. No, that's true. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Mets or Yankees? Mets. Okay. Okay. You're 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 on the same we're on the same team right now. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, which New York food do you miss the most? Like, we just can't replicate it down here. I haven't had decent pizza here yet, yeah, but yeah. I, I haven't gone to many places, so I'm not going to... You are a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my girlfriend's from Brooklyn. She's like, ah, we don't have good pizza down here. She's like, I've been waiting 26 years to get good pizza. There's none down here. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you an early riser or a night owl? Um, in New York, I was a extreme night owl, and then once I moved here, uh, extreme early riser. And I think it has to do with the the traffic, like uh, like in the morning and yeah. the the sun coming in. But yeah, since I moved a uh, a early riser. Yeah, sitting that never sleeps, right? <laughs> uh, what? And this is the last one of the five. Uh, what makes you laugh, no matter what? If you say carrot top. Or something like that. We're gonna have some major issues in here. Oh, I was I was thinking of like an entire genre, but um, like dark humor to me is kind of funny. <laughs> or uh, satire, uh, you find a lot in, in my own work. Um, but I appreciate that uh, laughing no matter what. Yeah. And sometimes when I see someone just fall. It's like look, <laughs> see right there. <laughs> but that's dark humor. So. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's little little gallows humor. There might be another podcast you should check out that. Uh, <laughs> So, so, that, um, so good dark humor jokes. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so that's really all of the questions that I have for this juncture. Um, and I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. And I, I'm going to give a bra- bra- very abbreviated version of Shameless Plugs. Where can they check you out online, um, website, social media, anything you got? Like OnlyFans, too? Or? Wow. Do you have OnlyFans? Can I put that on here? Or? If you want. No. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans. It's just me podcasting shirtless. No one wants to see it. No one wants to see it. It's just hair. It's not great. Um, uh, my Instagram is josholson138 underscore art. That's really, I, I mean, my Facebook is Josh Olson, but that's really all I'm working with right now. Um, oh. I have a website, but it's under construction because it was kind of just used as my portfolio to get into grad school. But yeah, um, yeah so just Josh Olson 138 underscore art. I may have looked for that website and I was like, huh, looks like it's down currently. <laughs> but thank you so much. It was great to um, learn more about your work, more of your story, and you coming to Baltimore and being here at Fortin Loss. So thank you so much. Uh, so for Josh Olson, I am Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.